taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress. To the city point, giving him your best, nothing like the rest, passing every test. You know he's the one, yeah. Yo, what up, City Point? I am glad to be able to be with you guys on another Sunday morning and able to dive into the Word of God with you. I want to uh, just say how it's, um, how cool this series has been, uh, the series entitled God's Son, where we've been using um, tracks and themes and things like that from Nas's albums, and uh, it's been just a really dope time to do what we do, right, which is oftentimes here at City Point. We fuse hip-hop and pop culture with the word of God and with our Christian faith um, because hip-hop speaks to the culture in just really extraordinarily unique ways and very pointed ways. Uh, And that is when I read the the New Testament, that is how I see Jesus engaging with his culture of the time. He is leveraging everyday themes. He is leveraging pop culture to be able to uh, provide parables to communicate eternal truths to people. And so that's a lot of what we do here at City Point. And so this has been definitely fun. Uh, I want to wrap this, um, I want to wrap this series up um, just with the title Imagine That. And particularly what I want to talk about with regard to Imagine That is Jesus as it relates to who this Jesus movement is for. Um, that this is a movement that is not simply for those who live high, uh, those who enjoy all the best of society, or even those that always get all the things right, um, but it, that it's for everybody. It's for the marginalized. It's for uh, the mega millionaire. It's for the billionaire. It is uh, It is for those that um, have always gotten it right and those that are just getting it right. Um, Jesus is for all of those groups. So imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine somehow or another um, through this uh, bond of the blood of Jesus Christ, Jesus desires to bring all of us reconciled into one single body, aligning ourselves with a single set of ethics, which are the ethics of the kingdom of God. So I want to look at Luke uh, 19 for this. Luke 19, uh, hear you the word of the Lord. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. 
for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Imagine that. Uh, so those of you that have read, uh, well, let me pause and open us in prayer. Lord, thank you for giving us this chance to dig into your word. I thank you for the chance to preach. Pray that you will speak through me in ways that are powerful, palatable, poignant to your people. I pray that we will all leave this space better than we were when we came. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So Jesus stayed in more beef with religious people than anybody else, perhaps. Uh, you'll find this theme throughout the gospel writings, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus is always being criticized, critiqued by those hyper-religious folks and religious leaders. The essence of Jesus's ministry can be summed up, I think, in one scripture where he responds to the Pharisees by saying, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. This, my siblings, is the heart of Jesus's mission. He was enamored by life's lost and found column. And because of this, he broke all of the religious social norms and often found himself spending time on the margins with those religiously marginalized and ostracized people. My old pastor used to say that Jesus came for the least, the lost, and the left out. And I just feel that if that is who Jesus was after, then that too ought to be the primary focus of his church, the religiously marginalized, the people who have been turned off by religion, the people with questionable past and perhaps even questionable presence. You see, Jesus had this uncanny ability to see people and see past their sins, to see their souls and to see their humanity. And so whether it was the rich young ruler whose wealth was too much of an object of worship for him to become a worshiper of God or the woman at the well who had five times lost in marriage and was currently presumably with somebody else's husband or the centurion whose son was sick to the point of death or the shady tax collector Matthew that Jesus ultimately made one of his disciples Jesus had this uncanny ability to see past people's problematic past and to see a human being worth bringing into the saving grace. And so there is a story that also illustrates this very well. It's the story of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. Uh, Jesus had entered Jericho and there is madness going on like a celebrity sighting in Times Square. The crowds are uh, gathering, uh, not because of a speech, but it is kind of a gathering that people do when there is a celebrity that is spotted. They just gather to walk and to yell and to scream and to stare at the person as they walk. And so this is the scene as Jesus walks through Jericho. The crowds are thick. People are yelling like it is a 50th hip hop anniversary summer tour going throughout the United States. That there is so many people and the crowd is so thick that it is hard to get a glimpse of Jesus. And 
So one person by the name of Zacchaeus came up with the novel idea of since I cannot see over this crowd, I am going to climb a tree to get a better view because he could not see Jesus over the crowd. Verse 19, chapter 19 of Luke verse 3 says of Zacchaeus, he wanted to see who Jesus was. Now to get this, you've got to see the context of where we are in the story of Jesus. We are just a little over a week before the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. We are at the peak of his New Testament ministry. Uh, Jesus is no longer the new unknown personality in the region. No, he is by now the one whom people have heard or witnessed feed 5,000 plus people with two fish and five loaves. He is the one who has casted out demons, has restored sight to the blind. He is the one who stood at the tomb of Lazarus and spoke those words, Lazarus, come forth. And that Lazarus that had been dead was brought back to life. Uh, people who were disabled are now walking because of this Jesus. A funeral home is in dispute about payment because in the middle, remember, of that funeral of that widow of Nain's only son, Jesus touched that coffin and raised that young man back to life and the burial was canceled. By now, people have heard that one night out on the Sea of Galilee, as the storm was raging and the waters were tossing about to and fro, threatening to capsize the boat, Jesus was asleep at the bow of the ship. And after being awakened, he simply said to the storm, peace, be still. And the winds and the waves obeyed his command. Uh, this is no longer obscure Jesus. That this is Jesus who has risen in three years to acclaim throughout the region. Jesus is hot. Jesus is trending. It is in this context that people are pressed to see him. And among those that wanted to see Jesus is this man by the name of Zacchaeus, who verse, verse 3 says, wanted to see who Jesus was. Uh, the verse has uh, an, an investigative undertone, undertone about it. It implies that Zacchaeus had heard about Jesus, uh, but now he wants to move beyond just hearing about him. His curiosity has boiled over into him needing to see who this Jesus is. May I just stop and say parenthetically, City Point is designed to be a church where the Zacchaeuses who are curious and on the outside, uh, those who have heard others talk about Jesus, talk about God, testify about what he's done in their lives. City Point is designed to be a place where they can come and see who Jesus is. And so Zacchaeus runs ahead of the crowd. He climbs this short, easily climbable sycamore tree, uh, sycamore fig tree, because he is short of stature and wants to see Jesus is. And he gets to the top so that he can see Jesus. Let me tell you a little bit about this dude named Zacchaeus. Uh, he is, the word says, a chief tax collector. Now, he is not some hardworking government agent simply working for the man. No, he is a part of an exploitative 
extortion ring that is facilitated by the Roman government. The way that it works is this, the, the wealthy or the politically connected people would buy a contract to collect the taxes from a particular region. They would pay the Roman governor for this privilege of being able to collect the taxes in that area. Uh, there was a base amount that this person or this tax collector had to collect for the Roman government. But anything that they could upcharge or extort out of the people in addition to what they had to run back to the Roman government was theirs to keep. And so it was a shady and oppressive system. It was a land stealing system, a throwing people's children into debt bondage kind of system. It was a horribly shady and oppressive system. System Literally, it was a government-sanctioned license to oppress and extort the poor. And the people who felt the brunt of it, of course, they were the poorest in society who had no political power and who had no patron. Yet folks hated tax collectors. That they were the scumbags that people hated to see coming. But not only was Zacchaeus a tax collector, he was a chief tax collector. Uh, what that means is that he is likely in charge of the whole city of Jericho, which was that largest port city in the region. He was the boss of the other shady tax collectors. He was the chief tax collector and he was wealth and he was very wealthy. He had cake, y'all. He had lots of it. And so how strange it is to see him running and climbing a tree like a drunken sports fan at a championship parade. How strange it is to see him running to climb a tree to see some poor man who has risen to fame. You see, wealthy people didn't do that. But there is something about Zacchaeus' curiosity for Jesus that caused him to lay all of these other norms aside and decide that he had to see Jesus. And Jesus passed, and, as, and so as Jesus passed by, he noticed Zacchaeus up in that tree and called him by name and said, of all things in front of that crowd, that particular crowd, this crowd of likely poor, oppressed, marginalized people. He called Zacchaeus by name and said, Zacchaeus, come down, man. I need to hang out at your house today. It would be like when seeing a celebrity and there's a big crowd and then the celebrity calls out a person and the people are wondering, who is this person? How do they have the clout and the connection for the celebrity to know them by name? That is the scene here. And so people start looking and they are evaluating Zacchaeus. And you know how we do. Like, what makes this person better than me? And why is this celebrity checking for this person and not checking for me? And so they are evaluating, trying to see who this person is. And they recognize that of all people, it's Zacchaeus. And so the people start murmuring. Jesus is hanging with this dude? This Jesus is going to his house? Does Jesus know who this dude is? Does Jesus know what this dude does? 
that these are the questions that are running through people's mind and that are coming off of people's lips as they murmur because Jesus has called out Zacchaeus and has invited his own self to Zacchaeus' house. There is this expression in the New Testament, sinners and tax collectors. These tax collectors literally had their own slime ball designation that was separate from sinners. And Jesus singles out one of them to hang out with. And so Jesus goes to his house. Something while Jesus is there impacts Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus has now been moved to repentance. Zacchaeus says here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor and if I have defrauded anyone, I will repay them four times as much. Let me just stop here parenthetically one more time and say that this is what redemption ought to look like. Redemption ought to spark restitution and reparations. I, I do not believe that Luke by happenstance includes this story, this story of the wealthy oppressor who schemes against the poor being redeemed by a movement among the poor led by a savior who is poor, who said foxes have holes and birds have nests, but me, the son of man, has nowhere to lay his head. I do not think it is just happenstance that Luke tells this story about this wealthy person, this oppressor being saved by a movement among the poor led by a savior who is poor. I don't think it's happenstance that Luke, who just a few verses earlier in chapter 18, verse 18, told that story, remember, of the rich young ruler. If you never read that story, you need to go back to Luke chapter 18, verse 18 and read it. It is there that that rich young ruler failed the test when that ruler was asked to give his money to the poor. And follow Jesus. That rich young ruler is like, nah, man, that ain't for me. And so I do not think it is happenstance that Luke tells that story and then now shows someone who is not only rich, but who has exploited the poor, connect his redemption in Christ to a need to do right by the people that he had exploited. Zacchaeus says, anybody that I have defrauded he says, here and now I give half of all that I have to the poor and anyone that I have defrauded, taken anything from, I give them four times as much. You've heard me call out the Southern Baptist Convention in the past talking about I, I don't want to hear. And this goes for any other denomination or institution, be it a higher education institution um, some um, um, corporation that is sparked by the 2020 summer protests after the murder of George Floyd and decides that it wants to um, bring about reconciliation. My critique is that rep is that um, reconciliation always needs to look like what it looks like here with Zacchaeus. True reconciliation involves restitution and reparations. Yeah, if I am, am, am out drinking and having a good time and decide to foolishly get behind the wheel of my car and on my way home uh, to my house, I am 
riding through the subdivision recklessly and 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 I run my car up on your curb and I uh, run into your fence with my car. Um, it is not enough that the next morning I go to my neighbor's house and I say, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I know you saw me on the ring camera. I know you saw my car tear down your fence. I, I just want to let you know that I want to reconcile because I'm sorry. The, the apology is good, but the apology is not where it all ends. You see, there is an exchange of insurance information or an exchange of cash because my responsibility is not simply to say I'm sorry to those that I have caused harm to. My responsibility is to repair the harm that I have caused that other individual. And that is what Zacchaeus does here. And that is what I would push anybody that has done any harm to anybody to do. Do not just say you're sorry, but put in the work to repair the harm, to repay the person that you have caused the harm to. Yes, redemption ought to come with restitution. Repentance ought to come with reparations. Jesus says, or, or Zacchaeus says, he here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone, I will repay four times as much. Jesus has an interesting reaction to Zacchaeus's response. It sparks something in Jesus. Jesus notices something and believes that this difference, this salvation that has come upon Zacchaeus, this, this is indeed authentic because Jesus notices something. He says what he notices in chapter 9, verse 10. Uh, excuse me, chapter 19, verses 9 and 10 says, today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Yes, Jesus notices in his deeds that were in line with his repentance, that salvation truly was come to Zacchaeus. This encounter suggests two things. It suggests that indeed Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus. But this encounter, as we think about it, as I get ready to close, also suggests to us that Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus. Can I tell you this morning as I get ready to close that Jesus is still looking for the Zacchaeuses of the world? That, that Jesus is still looking for those that are just like him. Maybe you work with Zacchaeus. Maybe Zacchaeus lives in your building or lives on your block. Maybe you date Zacchaeus. Maybe you woke up this morning next to Zacchaeus. Maybe Zacchaeus is in your family. Maybe you are married to Zacchaeus. Tell them that Jesus is looking for them. Looking for them without judgment, without um, uh, uh, pre-condemnation, uh, that, that Jesus is looking for them and, and desires for them to take a second look. That perhaps they have heard about Jesus. 
Perhaps they have heard some people talk about Jesus. Perhaps they have seen some spoofs of churches and church people on TV in sitcoms. And it is through those means that they have, uh, have seen Jesus lambasted. Perhaps they heard about Jesus when they saw some signs and some crosses down at the Capitol on January 6th. 2021. Perhaps they heard about Jesus in one way or another. Maybe it was in the prayers that their grandmother had spoken. Maybe they've heard good or bad about Jesus. People tell them that that Jesus is looking for them. And City Point, let's be the kind of welcoming, simple church where the Zacchaeuses of the world and this Jesus that's looking for them can meet. What does that look like? I think that looks like radical hospitality. No matter who people are. Um, I, I need to say this. I didn't even plan to say this. I'm off script now. Um, something has been on my heart as this, this move to Bronzeville has become very real. And it is that. It has the potential to be, to feel a bit different than the South Loop feels. Um, the demographic, while indeed it is very black and bougie and brown and bougie and Asian and bougie and all of those things are very much present in Bronzeville amongst the gentrifiers. But 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 everybody uh, in Bronzeville is not the black and bougie. Everybody in Bronzeville is not upper middle class, upper class, but there are also some that have been left behind, um, that have found themselves on the wrong side of the economy in Bronzeville. There is an ex-offender population in Bronzeville and, and City Point. We got to be just as excited when the New construction home buyer that just bought the new construction on the next block comes to our church along with their family. We got to be just as excited about welcoming that family into our church family as we are every other family in Bronzeville when we get there. That is that is what it means to be a welcoming church where the Jesus and the Zacchaeuses or the Jesus and anybody can meet. And we are simply playing host to that party where Jesus and people get a chance to meet. That's what it looks like. It looks like being hospitable to people no matter their sexuality, no matter their gender expression, um, no, no matter um, what you think about anybody. It is. It takes all of that to be that place where the people that Jesus desires to meet uh, can find a rendezvous point at City Point for that connection. That's what it means to be the church. That is what it means to be the church. Imagine that. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for giving us this chance to hear your word, to be pushed by your word. I pray that you will just let this word stick uh, with us um, as we go into our week. Uh, help us to put on that lens to intentionally search for the Zacchaeuses of the world, all of them, that you may be seeking to save. Your word says the son of man came to seek and to save them that are lost. 
God, help us to not simply let our faith be about the improvement of our own lives, our own come-ups, resolution to our own problems, but help it also be evangelistic in tone, tenor, and nature, where we are seeking those whom you seek and seeking to create a space for those whom you seek. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, oh.